the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Good afternoon and welcome in. Kathy Emmons from the Word FM studios, John Hall from the Home Studios. Happy to welcome you to a short week because, of course, yesterday we were saluting all the workers of America. And I did, I think I probably burned 11 total calories yesterday. That's what I'm saying. We're, we're How many glad. Steps? <laughs> yeah, about six. We're mm, happy yeah. to have you along for today's ride home. John, I want to welcome you in from uh, the Zoom studio. As I said, how are you today? Thank you. Fine. I'm very good, Kath. I, I'm at home uh, for the uh, next several days, taking a little uh, vacation time, but also plugging in here uh, via the, the miracle mm-hmm. of Zoom. So it's good to see you as well. It's kind of interesting. You know, we see our guests all the time who join us on Zoom. This is truly the, kind of like the first time I get to see the setup from, a, yeah. from the other side of the glass. Mm-hmm. And am I a disappointment to you? Oh, no, no, not in any way, shape or form. No, in in living color. Uh Mm -hmm. That's good. It's kind of like Saturday morning cartoons. Yeah, I think it's I think it's the closest I've ever been to your face. (laughs) (laughs) It is a big face, isn't it? That's how we feel about Zoom. That's just what it is. It's like the Wizard of Oz, right? There I am. Wow, there's such a big face behind that curtain. Um, Get away. John, uh, burning uh, more or less calories than I burned yesterday? Oh, less. Oh, less. (laughs) Well, less than 11 is a very small amount. Well, maybe maybe I've burnt more because I chewed more than you. (laughs) That that might be it. I had had myself a few snacks uh, throughout the day. Yeah, it was an excellent three days off, wasn't it? Wasn't it? I mean, I just, I got to be honest with you. The Labor Day weekend was, you know, the rainy day, the Mm -hmm. whole, like the the Sunday. I mean, it's a good thing that I have a church because I did get out of the house one time over the last four days. But that was really the only (laughs) reason. Yeah, I was so lazy. Even the Pirates decided to to not play, right? Listen, and it was like beautiful and sunny for a lot of the time. I'm looking out the window. There's like a sunshiny day happening. And I'm thinking, this figures that this is the day that the Pirates would cancel their game. That's just the way it is. Anyway, we have a terrific show ahead. We're going to talk about what we can learn from the Instagram egg. That's at 435 with Chris Martin. Um, We're going to talk about the restoration of Notre Dame's smoke-stained stained glass in Paris. I remember the day, John, we were sitting here watching Notre Dame burn, or Notre Dame, Mm -hmm. however you'd like to pronounce it, burn. And you and I thought, this is irretrievable. We'll never see it again, right? It'll just fall into the ash heap. But apparently a lot of work's been done and restored to somewhat of its original glory. That's good news. Uh, We're going to talk about uh, work without weariness as we reflect on Labor Day with uh, Terry Tim from Christ Community Church in the South Hills. Also, it's National Read a Book Day. And coming up in just a little bit, we'll talk about Matt Chandler's decision to step away from the pulpit due to what he is calling inappropriate correspondence. John, it seems like a lot. I don't know how we're going to get all of that in in a couple hours. Hours, but I trust we will. 
Of course, we always uh, sort of trod this road very well. And so let's get underway, Kath, because it's a big news day. Lots going on in and around the, the tri-state and across the world. So with further, without further ado, please give us the top four at four. Coming at you, as they say, for Monday, September 6, 2022, number one. After a two-month campaign to succeed outgoing British Prime Minister Boris Johnson, Liz Truss, Johnson's foreign secretary, was elected Tory leader by Conservative Party members today, defeating former Chancellor of the Escritur, Rishi Sunak, 57 to 43 percent. Truss vowed through the campaign to cut Britain's taxes, prioritize economic growth, and continue to be a key ally to Ukraine in its fight against Russia. Queen Elizabeth is expected to formally appoint Truss prime minister later today, at which point she will inherit all sorts of good things, including the weakened economy there in the UK and, of course, Europe's energy crisis. So welcome to Mm -hmm. the job. Very nice. Liz meets Liz later today. Exactly. Thank you to the dispatch for that. Number two, also from the dispatch, Gazprom's Nord Stream pipeline didn't come back online as expected over the weekend and will be shut down indefinitely, which, of course, is what we and all of Europe were fearing. The Kremlin controlled gas company originally claimed, remember, it discovered a leak that had to be fixed during scheduled maintenance, but a Kremlin spokesman said today the pipeline will not return to full capacity until, quote, the collective West lifts sanctions against Russia over its war in Ukraine. European leaders have been preparing for this, of course, um, for months, but it's still a significant energy shortage that they're looking at going into the winter. It's got to be a scary time for everybody living there. And number three. On the home front, according to Natalie Allison from Politico, there's now an ad war over the next week and a half in the New Hampshire Republican primary. Now, check this out, John. Republicans dropped four and a half million dollars to help Chuck Morse in his last minute uh, in kind of like the last week or so of the campaign. But guess what? Democrats have now put in $3.1 million to try to get the ultra-MAGA candidate Don Bolduc elected. So the Democrats are funding the Republican candidate, right, in the Republican primary. So all of President's rhetoric last week, remember in his scary, creepy, dark, red-lit speech in Philadelphia last week on the soul of the nation? I mean, How could I forget? That's, not, that's nothing but posturing. I mean, the Dems think they yeah. can win a general oh, election oh, oh, oh. if the Democratic candidate is up against a far-right Republican. But going so far as to fund them, really? I mean, from your own Democratic coffers? I don't yeah. know. If you really think MAG is a threat to democracy, as you say, Mr. President, I think you could, should stop your party from funding them. Politics are a strange bedfellow. Sure is. Sure are. Number four. It has been 50 years, John, since the Immaculate Reception and the Pittsburgh Steelers will celebrate the milestone anniversary by honoring number 32 who made it happen. Pittsburgh Steeler President Art Rooney II announced today that the team will retire Franco Harris's number 32 during halftime of the week 16 game against the Raiders, which will be on Christmas Eve. Franco will become just the third Steeler player to have his number retired, joining Ernie Stotner and Joe Green. And that is your top four at four. Very nice. Boy, that's huge news today, John, huh? Super cool, isn't it? I mean, why don't they do Bradshaw and Franco at the very same time? I know. I thought, well, here's why. This is not that I have a, a, a link to Art Rooney Jr.'s reasoning on this, but 
Franco's been the ultimate good soldier all this time. Yes, he has. He mm-hmm. stayed in Pittsburgh at every public event. I bet over the last 25 years, Franco's been there. How yep. many of us can say we have met Franco multiple times? Yep. And Terry Bradshaw has pretty much done nothing, or at least 90% yep. of the time has snubbed his nose at Pittsburgh. No, he's worked really hard to uh, really make people angry. But um, so that, that's so, what it is. I mean, that's why it happened. If he would have been yeah. as close of a con- in close contact like Franco was, I think he would sure. have had his jersey retired today. I think you're right about that, yeah. But anyway, that's super good news. Remember that time we got out of uh, – we were down at Heinz uh, Field, and we got out of our car, and we were parked exactly at the little plaque where Franco copied yeah. – uh, right. right, the Immaculate, the immaculate reception. reception, right. Hey, we're like, it's yeah, weird it's because cool. it's right in the middle of one of those, like, nondescript parking lots. I know, yeah. There's, like, a median, and then there's uh, this little plaque. But You, okay. you feel guilty walking on it. Kind of, you know, yeah. It's very there cool. should be like a flame coming out of it, just so that we know where it is. <laughs> anyway, all right. But it's a, anyway one of the great, the, well, considered the greatest play in NFL history, right? It has to be one of the one of the greatest yeah. plays. I mean, no, I think it is. I think it's regularly voted. As yes, the I would think so. Play. And I, it, mm-hmm. though the Steelers didn't win the Super Bowl that year, I would also say David Tyree catching you know the Giants pass over his head. Oh yeah, sure. To take away cool the well. perfect season from the Patriots. I mean, how glorious was that? In the nice. Super Bowl. Excellent. Good grief, Very I love nice. it. Anyway, we need to step away. When we come back, Matt Chandler, YouTube pastor. Church of 5,000 decides to step away from the pulpit due to what he's calling inappropriate correspondence. We'll talk to Dr. Tim Muehlhoff about what that is and what we can learn from it coming up next on The Ride Home. 101.5 WORD. A Christian's growth. God is a personal God. He wants to work in your life in such a fashion that the two of you have an intimate relationship. That intimate relationship is only going to come through the reading of the Word of God and absorbing it in your mind and heart. Hear the series titled Strong this week on In Touch, the teaching ministry of Dr. Charles Stanley. Tomorrow morning at 8.30 on 101.5 WORD. Wouldn't it be great to work in a place that makes a positive impact on the people, businesses, and churches around you? That place exists. I know because I work there. My name is Cassie, and I'm the digital marketing specialist with Salem Media Group in Pittsburgh. Right now, 101.5 Word FM and Salem Surround have an opening for one talented salesperson to join our team. Is that you? We'll bring the training. You just bring the talent. An understanding of digital marketing and some direct sales experience will definitely help you stand out. What are you waiting for? Take the first step to a career that is challenging, rewarding, and helps to create terrific results for our amazing customers. Join the sales team at Salem Media Group Pittsburgh. Email your resume to brad.marshall at salempittsburgh.com. That's brad.marshall at salempittsburgh.com. Salem Media Group is an equal opportunity employer. This is Greg Trzinski from the Original Mattress Factory. Sometimes customers are a little surprised when they first walk through our doors. They don't always expect our prices to be so fair for such a high-quality product. My father found that producing our mattresses in our own local factories would eliminate the middleman, providing a higher-quality product at a lower price than mainstream brands. It's the secret to our success that we are happy to share with anyone that comes through our doors. Visit an OMF location today to see the original Mattress Factory secret for yourself. If you've ever visited the Flight 93 Memorial, you know how powerful it is. 
What you might not know is how all the families of the Flight 93 heroes purchased the land around the site to preserve it as a place of remembrance, including 13 acres they donated for the Remember Me Rose Garden, a stunning living tribute to the memory of their loved ones, without which no memorial visit is complete. Don't miss it. Plan your visit, donate, or volunteer at RememberMeRoseGarden.com. Are you ready to deepen your faith on a spectacular nine-day Mediterranean cruise? Join Alistair Begg in August 2023 to renew your vision, purpose, and connection with Christ as Alistair powerfully unpacks God's Word. Explore the biblical landscapes Paul encountered as he shared the gospel along breathtaking cliffside villages. Simply call 855-565-5519 or visit DeeperFaithCruise.com for all the details. I believe it was last week, perhaps it was the end of the week before, um, when the news came from Matt Chandler's church uh, outside the Dallas uh, metropolitan area that um, Matt had decided to step away. Now, it's a little bit of a confusing story, and a lot of the details are still uh, to be, uh, not to be determined, but I guess to be released, and I'm saying that they'll probably be released without knowing for sure. Um, Anyway, the bottom line is that um, Matt Chandler said that he has had a long-time online relationship with a woman that was not sexual and not romantic but it was frequent and um, apparently used some language that was inappropriate in some way but again I'm not sure what that is if it's not sexual or romantic but anyway um, he said he was approached by this woman's friend in the lobby of his church and she said hey it seems like you're spending a lot of time with my friend uh, online and he felt badly about that and told the elders of his church and said, hey, I just want to tell you this is what's going on. And he turned over his phone and his computer, iPad, all those sorts of things so the church could look at his social sites. Um, And then after that point, the church determined somehow along the line through talking to a legal firm uh, that it was best for Matt to take a step away. Now, what there are a lot of things that are weird about it. There are a lot of things, as I said, uh, that are unknown. Um, but it kind of leaves those of us who are in, you know, the the mainstream of Christian news to wonder what's going on. But hope, hopefully we don't want to be gossipy about it, but we really want to figure out what we can learn about how men and women react together, what a an online relationship should look like and an online relationship does look like and how we can all be the better for it. Uh, We're always happy to have Dr. Tim Muehlhoff with us. This is his monthly slot in the show, professor of communication at Biola University. Tim is the author of Winsome Conviction, Disagreeing Without Dividing the Church, which was winner of the Award of Merit in CT's Best Books of 2022 list. Tim, we're happy to have you. Welcome back. Well, thank you. It's great to be back. Um, And I just want to comment. I'm not going to comment on Matt Chandler per se. It seems like the church, how he's handling it um, is really appropriate. And it seems like they're doing a a good job. The reason I'm thinking about Matt Chandler is because my middle son is moving to Dallas. And when I asked him what church he was thinking about going to, he said, I listen to Matt Chandler every week. So it just made me think, boy, things like Matt Chandler need to cause us to do introspection. 
and again, I think I think the way Matt's handling it is great. But I, that's a good that's a good time for us to step back and say, what's going on inside of my soul? L like, what's happening with me? So I mentioned to you this quote I give to my comm majors at Biola University, and it's Eugene Peterson, one of our great authors, the the uh, translator of the message. And I write this on the board, John and Kathy. According to Peterson, the most damaging thing to a person's soul is, and then I draw a blank. And I said, okay, you guys fill in the blank. What, what did Eugene Peterson say was the most damaging thing to a person's soul? Now, any, any thoughts what Peterson put as the most damaging thing to a person's soul? Mm. Lying to yourself? Yeah, lying to yourself. That's actually what the that's what popped into my head as well. Uh, yeah. den deny, uh, denying your fault. Yeah. Pushing it on somebody else, which is yep. similar, I guess. Yep. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I would say rooting for Duke basketball, <laughs> but that's probably <laughs> that's probably not what he was going to say. I mean, it's widespread. It's widespread. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. <clears throat> but for comm majors and for us. Right, people who are in the public, guess what he said? Public hmm. speaking. The most damaging thing to a person's soul is public is speaking. Public speaking. Now, think about that, the beauty of that for a second. So, I just let that sit with my comm majors, right? I just let it sit. So, what do you, and again, this was in an interview, so we're going to read a little bit into this. Um, because I'm going to Hume Lake, a Christian family camp this weekend. I'm going to go there. And I'm going to give four sessions on Christian marriage. My marriage might be a train wreck, right? Nobody knows me at Hume Lake. I walk in. I'm the expert from out of town. I've written some books on marriage, and I'm about to give four talks on marriage, and not one person knows really what's happening in my life or, or in my soul. But listen, I'm getting paid by Hume Lake, so you bet I'm going to deliver it. Right. And, and my wife and I, for we just figured this out for 28 years, have spoken for family life marriage conferences. Wow. And, and quite honestly, when we're at a conference and there's a ballroom of a thousand people, family life doesn't care if you're not doing well. Mm -hmm. Right. It's 730. You need to go to that ballroom and you need to deliver God's blueprint for marriage. And let's talk about how you're doing later. But right mm -hmm. now you've got a ballroom full of people and they all paid money to be there. Neil Hoffs, I'm sorry, get your act together, get down there and deliver it. And I think as Christians, we kind of get used to this. It's like it's showtime, right? It's performance time. And that could be church. It could be the small group that we attend. But, but we know the kind of performance we should do. And we know what will get us in trouble if we're honest. Hmm. So uh, Fred, Frederick Beekner said, um, we all live highly edited versions of our lives mm -hmm. and we need to find a person that doesn't get the edited version. But I got to be honest with you, it, being a, a professor, an author, a speaker, that's a pretty small group that's getting unfiltered to Milhoff because I know what Biola University expects of me, what my readers expect of me. I do a podcast, what they expect of me. And you get stuck in this performance mode pretty quickly and I think we can get ad addicted to turning it on when we need to turn on the Christian attitude 
and I and I'm not saying this is true of Matt Chandler. It's just it, things like this always just cause me to say, hey, how much are, are people getting the edited version of Tim Yohoff? And does anybody get the non-edited version of me? Okay, so Tim, to take that, which is startling and I'm sure dead on accurate, where we are now as far as all of us, whether you're a public speaker, yourself, Kath and I, or you're just someone who's on social media, right? Everybody's on Twitter, everybody's on Instagram, everybody's on Facebook, yada, yada. We all present a public persona, but behind the scene, the two often don't jive. Do you, are you got yeah, so John, spot on. And are you aware of, remember the Twilight Zone? Sure. Okay. This generation, Gen Z, has their own version. It's called Black Mirror. Are oh, yeah. Are you familiar with Black Mirror? I am, okay. yeah. Yep. There's an episode called Nosedive where, so this is a futuristic world where you have eye implants and you carry around this mobile device. And mm -hmm. so, John, when you and I interact or Kathy, we pass each other and I say hello and you say hello or you're the one, um, a barista at, at a coffee shop, I immediately give you one out of five stars. <laughs> yeah, like right. When we walk past each other, I immediately rate your hello to me, John, one out of five stars. Well, sure. woman named Kathy is stuck at 4.2 and she needs to get to 4.5 in order to get a discount on this luxury apartment. And she's been invited to be a maid of honor, but only if she gets up to a 4.4, because it'd be embarrassing to the bride to have somebody in the low fours, right? Course, so course. She, she's, well, well, it all goes south in her life, right? But everything is, I got to get to 4.5. What's interesting, she hires a consultant to coach her how to get to 4.5. So hmm. here's what I say to my Biola students, right? And for your listeners who don't remember what Biola stands for, Bible Institute of Los Angeles. So these students want to be Christian leaders. And I promise you, it's like they're in nosedive. In other words, mm. if I'm going to be a leader at Biola in a Christian university, I can never have a bad day. Mm. I, I can't voice my doubts. It, it's not that the professors won't receive it. It's just they're not going to get nominated to lead a Christian conference. They're not going to get nominated to be part of student government, right? Not if you're admitting doubts and having really bad days. That is totally acceptable, but you're just not going to get picked as the student to represent Biola University. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. And can I just say real quick, Biola every single year picks faculty member of the year, teacher of the year, mentor of the year. Um, service to the community of the year. A and you get these awards every single year. So part of me can be like, every time I attend this doggone thing, I'm like, man, I just got to do a better job to get, because I'd like mm -hmm. to get nominated. Right, and right, I, right. I, right. So that's nosedive. How, how, I need to get to a 4.5. Obviously, if I have a lot of bad days, I'm probably going to go down to a, what, 3.9. If I'm a 3.9, I'm not getting nominated for a mentor award. Loser. Right, right? Yeah. So I'm just saying the Matt Chandler's these experiences cause me to step back and go, man, how, how much am I performing? And again, there's nothing wrong with wanting to get promoted. I don't think there's anything wrong with even wanting to be considered for an award. But, but when I start to feel like I need to turn it on because it's showtime, right. 
that's where I think it gets, gets really dangerous. And guys, you know this. There comes a time you can't be honest anymore because you're at a level where people are like, hey, you can't be what? What? And I'm really scared for that. So then everything is performative. My plumber, my mechanic, everybody I connect with all day long, the mask is in front of them. But we all know to thine own self be true. And there's the disconnect. Yeah. And Irving Goffman wrote a book called Presentation of Self in Everyday Life. And he argued there's a front stage backstage. Hey, right now, can I just say this is the definition of front stage? <laughs> yeah. Come on. I love my job. Hello. And I love you guys. <laughs> and we've known each other now for almost 10 years. Yep. But I, I, I'll, sh so this weekend at Hume Family Camp, I'll be honest about struggles in our marriage. But there are certain struggles. You, uh, I mean, I do the sanitized mm -hmm. ones. Mm -hmm. Does sure. that make sense? Uh-huh. And... Um, you'll find some humor in those struggles. Well, and there have, but, oh. the, but but here's the thing: I get everything you're saying, Tim, and I certainly see the the you know red emergency light, the danger part. But I don't know what the alternative is, because you because if you take your family life example, you still have to show up, and you still have to do your thing. So you can't get up in the middle of the family life conference and just have a big fight with your wife. Right. So, Kathy, that's, you're right. Family life is not paying for that. It's like, we kind of thought, you know, we had screened you better than you're going to have a right. meltdown on. Yeah, on. right. So but I would say, I would say two things. One, for sure, I need to be honest with God. Mm -hmm. I mean, for sure. And, and what's crazy about the performative idea, you can perform for God in a heartbeat, even though he knows your heart. So I think there needs to be moments of confession, like a, I'm reading Augustine's Confessions. There needs to be a time where I just let God say, God, so, so I love C.S. Lewis. He said, don't pray what's supposed to be in you, pray what's in you. Mm. So there are wonderfully moments with God where I just can let it rip with God, who, who by the way, knows my thoughts anyway. But I think there also needs to be a handful of people, and I think I have two of them that I can sit and just say, uh, yeah, this has not been a good month. Uh, it, it's not been a particularly great year. And all of us can relate COVID-wise, right? But I think there needs to be a person that loves you, won't judge you, but also will call you up. Like, hey, I'm not just going to empathize with like, you. Do let's something. Yeah, let's talk about addressing. And that could be therapy. It could be it could be, hey, let's do a Bible study together. Let's pray together. And again, you, that needs to be reciprocal. These two people are honest with me. But, and my wife knows that, by the way. My wife knows I have a pretty strong relationship with these two guys, and, and they're getting unfiltered to Milhoff. And that gives her confidence that I'm in process. Um, so I, I, I guess what Eugene Peterson said has always really struck me that we need to have filters, of course. I can't be honest with freshmen the way I'd be honest with seniors. Mm -hmm. And I can't be honest with seniors the way I'd be honest with people in my church that have more of a track record and life history. So I guess I guess what I want to say to your listeners is, for sure, let's be honest with God because he can handle it. And he loves you regardless. And then let's find a person or two that we can say, hey, I, I, I'm not sure i'm doing great or i used to be on fire with the lord and now i kind of feel like i've been coasting i, I just don't feel like 
I'm interacting with God at the deeper level that I used to. And I think those are probably some really good steps of transparency that I think we need to cultivate. Look for winsome conviction, disagreeing without dividing the church, and winsome persuasion, Christian influence in a post-Christian world, both by our guest and friend, Dr. Tim Muehlhoff. Tim, always terrific to see you. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. I love being on the show. Take Thank care. You so much. Yep. On the, yeah. All right, we'll take a quick break. Step away. We're just getting out of the way. It's the Tuesday edition, which feels like the Monday edition. Performance or otherwise, we're here. Happy that you are as well. This is Kathy Emmons. John and I are grateful for the encouragement we have from all of our advertisers and especially our friends at Grove City College. Thanks to everyone at Grove City for supporting the ride home. The first conscious act in organizing our people is to let them know who they are. From executive producer Larry Elder and director Justin Malone comes Uncle Tom 2, a deeper look at the true history of black America. There is no country in this world that a black person would rather be, unless, of course, they grow up in this country. Black lives matter! Black lives matter! Uncle Tom 2 uncovers the Marxist plot to demoralize America using false racial tension to destroy capitalism, replace God with government, turning black prosperity, faith, and patriotism into a perceived state of discontent, victimization, and anger. There was an intention to use black people to affect change. They're fed a lie that is so deceptive, they actually believe the opposite of that which is true. Uncle Tom 2 with Brandon Tatum, Fody Bauckham, and Shadow Jackson. Watch On Demand. Or buy the DVD at SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Bachman's Roofing and Solar is your local award-winning roofer. Stop waiting. It's time to inspect your roof and protect your home's number one asset. With no interest and no payment financing for 12 months, Bachman's Roofing is your easy choice for roofing, gutters, and solar. Did you know Bachman's Roofing is one of the number one GAF solar integrated roofing installers in the USA? Go with Bachman's. Go with solar and install the roof that pays for itself. Call 412-744-8390 or visit Bachman'sRoofing.com. The Catholic Men's Fellowship of Western Pennsylvania presents the 14th Annual Gathering of Men Conference, Created New, Saturday, September 24th at Gateway High School in Monroeville. A day for men to rediscover their connection with God and renew their bonds with each other. Featuring a powerful lineup of speakers, worship, and holy communion to call us out of isolation and remind us what it means to be created anew. For details, visit the Catholic Men's Fellowship of Western Pennsylvania today at cmfpitt.org. The hottest summer deals are at Mattress Firm. Shop the best sale of the year and save up to $700 on Tempur-Pedic adjustable mattress sets. Plus, you'll even get a $300 instant gift. Good towards sleep accessories. We are everywhere. On your radio at 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. Auto insurance companies can be a target for fraudsters who shop for accident victims who may or may not need treatment. Don't get involved in insurance fraud. If you're in an accident, talk to your insurance company first. Don't provide your insurance or personal information to someone that solicits you. If you are injured, only deal with legitimate medical professionals and facilities. If you suspect medical fraud, call us at 1-800-TEL-NICB or visit www.nicb.org. A public service message from the National Insurance Crime Bureau.
It'll be cloudy tonight with a passing shower or two. We'll see a nighttime low of 63. Rather cloudy tomorrow with a couple of showers. Tomorrow, you can expect a high of 75. Tomorrow night, partly cloudy skies, low 60. Thursday will be nice with intervals of clouds and sunshine. We'll reach a high Thursday of 78. Friday, partly sunny skies and a high of 81. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. When I was a college student, yes, I remember having that question, John, about, you know, okay, so what are you going to major in? So mm-hmm. now this isn't a question that the electrical engineer asks himself or the pre-med student asks himself. But if you are in the liberal arts, you tend to have to have the, you know, come to Jesus moment where you're like, okay, so what is this going to be? Okay, but you did have a conversation with yourself. Hey, maybe I would be an engineer. Maybe I could be a doctor. No, I actually never had that conversation. Never. I never never had either one of those two conversations. (laughs) Maybe late at night. I don't know. I mean, you know, everybody sort of likes looks at their who they are, what their strong suit is. Hopefully, if you're honest with yourself and you need to come up with some sort of answer before you enroll in four years of college. Okay, so I'm glad you brought this up because... Nearly two in five American college graduates have major regrets about the major that they graduated from. They regret their major. Uh, the regretters include a healthy population of liberal arts mm-hmm. majors yep. who may be responding to social cues of, you know, what are you doing? You're hanging out. On the on the other end of that, uh, the least regretted uh, college graduates major are engineers. Mm -hmm. Right. So um, more than 55% of liberal arts uh, humanities majors regret their decision. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. Now here's the thing. Uh, No surprise that the higher your earnings, no matter what your major, the less you would regret that. Right. Right? So um, humanities and arts, about 55% social and behavioral sciences. Right. Um, what do you think? Sociology, uh, psychology, mm-hmm. a social worker or something like right. that. They're, they're vocational and technical training. That's number three as they regret their decision. Really? See, that's now, a surprise now we're to told me. This, well, yeah, because we're told all the time, oh, you know, you know, you should be a plumber. You should right. be an electrician. Right. Plenty of opportunity, good money. You won't regret it. Well, apparently that's not the proof of the pudding there. Mm-hmm. Teachers, education comes in number four as the most mm-hmm. regretted. Mm-hmm. Business and management, whatever that might mean. Law, after that. The life sciences, followed by people in the healthcare business. Physical science and math, and then computer information sciences, and then the aforementioned engineering majors. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, I think, you know, that one stat you mentioned in there tells the whole story, which is if you're making a good salary and you and you are even close to enjoying your job, you can find a way to justify your college degree. Right. And if you're not, you can't. Yeah. Okay. um, (laughs) I have a degree in theater. (laughs) I, I thought it was money well spent. I have no regrets at all. Really? Did you ever throughout your employment history have a regret about that? No, Mm -mm. no. The skill set that I learned. uh, (laughs) (laughs) That's management. (laughs) 
<laughs> for better or worse. No, I believe that, you know, uh, the skill set that I learned and, uh, you know, how it's been used, I don't regret it. No. Uh, now, what, what, about, what, what about your parents? When you said, um, Mom, Dad, I'm going to major in theater. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I remember having this conversation with my, with my mom and dad, and they were always they were always pro-John. They were always enthusiastic. My dad's friends, his circle of buddies, they'd come over and they'd go, what, your kid's going to do a theater? Oh, they would shake their head and go, please don't do that, John. You're wasting your life. Anyway. But and what did he say? My dad? Yeah. He was he was happy about it. Okay. Go for it, he said. Okay. What makes you happy? My okay. dad worked three jobs. You think he was real happy? Right. right. Right, of course. He wanted me to be happy. All right. So but you were able to take the skills that you learned as an undergrad in theater and propel you and use those skills to propel you into your career in acting and then your career and all the other things that you've done since then that are kind of related, which you you probably would never have had the the skill or confidence to do if you wouldn't have been a theater major. No, I think it was money well spent, yeah. like I said. Right? Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I was a communications major, and I think I graduated from Pitt with 8,000, I'm not even exaggerating, 8,000 other people. Mm-hmm. I didn't All even, communication I, majors. Right. I didn't even go to graduation because, you know, they were going Why? to say, well, because, really? no, I never went because I thought I don't need to pay for the cap and gown so that I can be there with 7,999 of my closest friends. Didn't your mom and dad want to see you, you know, with the cat McGowan? Yes, they were actually very disappointed, and I felt terrible ah, about it. Of course they were, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for bringing that up. Anyway, coming up next, our good friend Chris Martin. What can we learn from Instagram? Is there anything good we can learn from Instagram or the egg there? We'll find out next on the right hand. W-O-R-D. When God created us, he had a purpose for our lives. I'm Alan Jackson. I have the privilege of joining you each weekday to open our Bibles together. The Bible tells us that God has made us what we are. And in our union with Christ Jesus, he has created us for a life of good deeds, which he has already prepared for us to do. Join me and let's see what God has for us today. A fresh look at scripture weekday mornings at 930. Alan Jackson Ministries on 101.5 W-O-R-D. Looking for quality patio furniture made right here in the USA? Hearth and Home Furnishings in Zelianople offers one of the largest selections of American-made wicker, cast aluminum, and marine-grade polymer pieces designed to bring comfort and style to your living space, from casual to sophisticated, seating for 2 to 10, in dozens of finishes and hundreds of fabrics made to endure season after season. Hearth and Home Furnishings, family-owned since 1978 at hearthandhomepa.com. If a super flexible schedule, great benefits, paid time off, and a signing bonus sound good, consider NAMS Transportation. NAMS has provided safe transportation to Northern Allegheny County and Pittsburgh seniors for over 40 years. Van drivers start at $17 an hour, sedan drivers at $14 an hour, plus a $2,000 signing bonus for part-time drivers and a $4,000 signing bonus for full-time. Must be 25 or older, no CDL required. Call 412-406-8611 today. Train up a child in the way they should go. Well, you know the rest. It's a calling you take very seriously as a Christian parent. And Trinity Christian School in Forest Hill seeks to honor your commitment by working together with parents to prepare students who are academically sound and spiritually ready to take their place in the world through a classical approach to education that helps build a faith from which they will never depart. Trinity Christian School, one of the top K-12 schools in Allegheny County at trinitychristian.net. So in life, throw you uh-oh. 
go to mako.com for an online estimate today. Uh-oh, Brad's buzzed. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he's starting with the woots. <laughs> Good thing is, he knows when he's buzzed. Know your buzzed warning signs? Call for a ride when it's time to go home. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, play the word Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. A message from the American Migraine Foundation. It's an absolute nightmare. There's pain that does not stop. I feel trapped by migraine. Migraine is a disabling disease. I feel like I'm dying. You feel like the world's closing in on you. There's nothing you can do. It's like you're trapped in your head. There's no escaping it. You can't leave your body. Don't suffer alone. Make your move against migraine. Visit AmericanMigraineFoundation.org to find help, learn more, and get connected. Everyone has their favorite social media platform, right? I mean, if you're active out there, you're even if you're just, you know, a lurker or a peruser, right? You think about Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, you name it. Uh, of all those platforms, I'm the least engaged with, with Instagram. It, it fascinates me, but I look at it and it just, just doesn't really resonate for me as like a user. Well, Chris Martin is back with us. Chris is a regular guest on our show. He, uh, he does talk about uh, social media. He's a content managing editor at Moody Publishers and a social media marketing and communications consultant. The author of a book called Terms of Service, The Real Cost of Social Media. And uh, Chris, here today to talk to us about Instagram and the egg. Welcome back. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Good to see you today. Always good to see you, Chris. Uh, so I'm different than John. I tend to like Instagram the best, probably, yeah. of any of the online platforms. Uh, and, of course, the Instagram egg is famous because I believe last time I checked, Chris, it had more likes than any other thing that was ever posted on social media. Is that still true? Yeah, it's true. As of April 2022, uh, which is the most recent the, the Wikipedia article for the Instagram egg has been updated. I can't this like this fact that that sentence just came out of my mouth just doesn't even make sense to me. <laughs> so um, what is it? What's, but, what's the egg? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So back in 2019, which it was hard for me to believe when I was writing this article that it was it was 2019 because it feels like it was a decade ago that this happened. Some guy, I forget who it was. Uh, he worked in marketing or something, posted just a picture of an egg, like literally like a stock photo of like a brown farm egg on Instagram uh, and said, let's set a world record together and get the most like post on Instagram, beating the current world record held by Kylie Jenner. And her record was 18 million likes. And as of April 2022, three years after that egg picture was posted, had nearly 56 million likes wow uh on instagram making it yeah making it the most like piece of content on any piece any social media platform ever that can be tracked anyway and and the the reason this is interesting to me is it, like i study like i study content for fun uh because i'm just that kind of a fun guy um i'm in bed by nine o'clock uh so <laughs> so like but content a lot of people wonder like what is content and content's kind of like an insidery kind of word like if you're if you're younger, you might use the word content a lot because you hear creators use that word a lot. And if you're watching YouTubers, they'll talk about we got some great content coming out for you guys this week or or things sure. like that. Um, and really, what content is the best way that I can describe it in a very simple uh, phrase, I guess, is like internet media. And and it's best understand because I only ever hear content referred to regarding the internet, um, and often with YouTubers or 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 influencers and things like that. 
Um, and what's interesting is there's this really great book published in the, the MIT uh, Press Essential Knowledge Series, and they publish a bunch of just like really short, it's like really, really smart people who kind of make big topics simple and short and easy to read. There's a really great book called Content, which is just tremendous. And I would encourage anybody who uses the internet to go pick up, I think it's maybe just over 100 pages. Go pick up this book. It's called Content by Kate Eichhorn. And it's just a very great little primer on here's what internet content is at its most foundational level and why we find it interesting and why we find it offensive and I, I read it this summer. It, I seriously read it in like two days. Um, and I have, I've written a lot of things that'll come out over the next few weeks about it. And, and one of the things that Kate, the art, the author of the book talks about is how just the Instagram egg is like the purest form of content. It's not profound. It's not attractive. It's not entertaining. It just is. And the fact that it's a piece of media that we share with one another publicly, that's kind of how she defines content is this piece of media that is shared publicly. So a text message wouldn't be content, but if you screenshotted your text messages and posted them on Instagram, then that has become content because you kind of like drag it into the public sphere. And I think it's interesting to study these things. If for no other reason, then content is shaping how we think about the world constantly. I mean, it's really like the heartbeat of social media. It's this fodder that we trade back and forth through our public postings, our direct messages or whatever else. And it really is, is shaping how we see the world and is, you know, memes, our content and all kinds of things is just shaping how we interact with each other and really see the world on a broader scale. That's fascinating. Okay, Chris, I remember being in China um, in 2001 and uh, I saw, of course, you know, you go to a foreign country and everything is fair game because it's all brand new. But what struck me is that I saw the Nike symbol more than any symbol. I mean, more than, you know, the Communist Party symbol, more than Jesus symbol, the Nike symbol. And it's kind of one of those content things like the egg, I guess, even maybe more so that around the world, you, you see the content symbol of Nike and you nod your head and everybody knows exactly what it is. Yeah, these things become sort of cultural iconography, you know, like in, in Christianity, you have like icons of saints or things like that in different in different denominations. of Yeah, the cross and, and various icons that that communicate something, a sort of symbolism that runs deep throughout that tradition. And there are these things, whether it's branding like the Nike swoosh or, um, you, you know, I think in that similar vein, like the Under Armour UA has become like mm -hmm, very, sure. you know, very prevalent and all or like the Gatorade lightning bolt. Like there are so many things in branding that become icons of culture. But then also now uh, social media content is becoming in there uh, in various ways, icons of culture, like things are are pervading the Instagram egg or or other. I'm trying to think of others off the top of my head, just things that are, however, offensive or totally mundane are becoming uh, integral to how we communicate with one another and how we create culture from this new form of technology that is still relatively new, even though it is, you know, 20 plus years old at this point. Chris Martin is the author of Terms of Service, The Real Cost of Social Media. He also writes regularly in his Substack newsletter of the same name, Terms of Service. Um, okay, Chris, let me run this past you. Um, and I don't mean... I I don't know if this is Debbie Downer. I'm not exactly sure what this is. But when I think of the Instagram egg, um, the thing that always comes into my head is that despite a lack of beauty or uh, function or messaging or anything like that, 
we just want to be liked. So I see all the likes on the Instagram egg and it to me, it kind of just shows the sad nature of social media where without any point or purpose whatsoever, we're excited to be welcomed or we're excited to be loved. Yeah. And I totally, I, Kathy, I get that perspective. I totally see where you're coming from. The Instagram egg made me laugh when it happened a few years ago, because it feels like a rejection of that. Like um, Kylie Jenner gets her content liked because she's, you know, culturally pretty and seen as important or influential. But then the fact that this totally random mundane egg would come kind of take that crown, I felt like was like a rejection of this idea that liking something means something. Now, obviously, our actions still communicate that being liked and liking things mean something. But I think the more we can start to kind of poke fun at this idea that getting attention makes us important, maybe the more we can start to distance ourselves from that idea that can be so pervasive in our own hearts. All right. I wish we had more time to talk about this because it's really fascinating. We haven't talked about the Instagram egg before, Chris, so I'm glad you brought it to us. Chris Martin is the author of Terms of Service, The Real Cost of Social Media. Also find him at Substack. Chris, so great to talk to you again. Thanks for being here. Thank you, Chris. Yeah, have a good one, guys. All right, coming up next, Notre Dame in Paris. The stained glass windows are starting to be worked on. That means that building's almost back. My nephew is obsessed with treasure hunting. We watched that National Treasure movie where the hero solves all the ridiculous puzzles on his way to finding treasure. And ever since, he's been hiding painted rocks in the backyard and making treasure maps. In the movie, the hero has to find a clue inside a glacier, steal the Declaration of Independence, and outsmart the FBI. But for you, you happen to be living in a moment arguably unlike any other, where your home went and grew hidden treasure on its own over the last few years. Home values have gone nuts, leaving most of us with a significant opportunity to do a cash-out refinance and to use that newfound treasure for life. Many use it for credit card or high-interest debt or to just help with a difficult financial time. Many others use it for home projects, vacations, or treasure hunting gear. If you're curious what's hiding in your home, we are United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Corp, Melbourne, New York. And a blessing for 1330. That's the way Department of Banking and Securities. Mortgage lender license 22672. If you are 65 or older, you know this. It's really frustrating to deal with out-of-pocket medical expenses, just watching your hard-earned dollars flying out the window. Well, here's something that can really help, and it's worth taking a minute to look into. MediShare has a new option. It's called MediShare 65+. Plus. And MediShare is a community of Christians who share each other's health care bills. It really is a community, too. People encourage and pray for each other. MediShare 65 Plus is a low-cost option for those with Medicare Parts A and B, and it fills in the gaps where Medicare stops. It's a great way to fight inflation, too. You can lock in one low monthly price for up to 10 years, and you can use your Medicare-approved doctor, and you also get telehealth 24-7 service, so you don't have to leave your home for the little stuff. Very worth looking into, and it's so easy to find out why people rave about the customer service at MediShare. They're easy to talk to. Call 833-SHARE-55. That's 833-SHARE-55. 833-SHARE-55. This view was worth a hike. Right? And it's a good way to stay on top of my health. Yes. I'm Cologuard, a prescription colon cancer screening option for people 45 plus at average risk. 
Have you screened for colon cancer? Not yet. Don't wait. It's more treatable when caught in early stages. Tell me more. Cologuard is non-invasive and it's used at home. It detects altered DNA in your stool to find 92% of colon cancers. 92%? Yep, even those in early stages. This was seen in a clinical study with patients 50 and older. Any positive result should be followed by a diagnostic colonoscopy. False positive and negative results may occur. Cologuard is not a replacement for colonoscopy in high-risk patients. Do not use if you have had adenomas, have inflammatory bowel disease and certain hereditary syndromes, or a personal or family history of colon cancer. Most insured patients pay zero dollars. Ask your provider or an online prescriber if Cologuard is right for you. Or visit Cologuard.com. I'm in. In April of 2019, we sat, along with the rest of the world, and watched Notre Dame Cathedral in Paris burn. I mean, it was one of those images, in some ways not to equate it, but the image of the World Trade Center, that image is always in my mind, of course. And so when you saw Notre Dame burn, it was unbelievable what was happening. Uh, Like most people, you thought, well, this is a total loss. Notre Dame will be lost to the ages forever. The good news is that Notre Dame is set to reopen in 2024 in time for the Olympics, which are going to be held in Paris, France. And along with that, news today that the cathedral's windows, some 33 large windows, which most of them did not suffer major damage, are now in the process of being cleaned gently and uh, soon should be back in the cathedral itself. Very good, Kathy. Can you imagine what that procedure is like to get those windows out and cleaned? No, it's a major deal. I mean, that's just like beyond my scope of imagining. The glass cleaning process involves gently rubbing the surface with cotton soaked in water and ethanol, a delicate and repetitive process aimed at collecting deposits without damaging the windows. It's a major cleaning phase to wash off both the blaze's dust and the result and the dirt resulting from human breath as well as candle soot. So they Mm. put the windows back into place and give back full brightness to Notre Dame. So in some ways, this is the the windows will be the cleanest they've ever been since they were put in. Can you imagine how beautiful that'll be? Oh my gosh. So they take the whole window, like they don't clean them in place. They take the windows out. Am I right about that? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure, like, you know, the windows, the intense heat and the smoke, everything was removed. And, of course, if you've been fortunate to be in a church that has stained glass windows and see your church restore those windows, a very painstaking process. It takes a lot of time. I'm sure the windows have been, you know, shored up and make sure, making sure that, you know, they're fine as far as the integrity of the windows. So, I mean a tiny step forward. But the good news is, right, 2024, it really doesn't seem that far away. Yeah, I agree. Now, on to a more pedestrian matter, though, John. Um, You say Notre Dame. Yes. I say Notre Dame. Oh. Okay. Now, here's the thing. But when I'm talking about the college, it's Notre Dame. Right. So that doesn't make any sense. How how have you arrived at your choice? Just out of sure laziness, Mm -hmm. probably. Okay. Good. You know, you're trying to be more historically accurate, well, which I appreciate. I, I just, it seems like with such a grand structure, it seems right. like Notre Dame doesn't seem like it's enough. But if I ever said that about the college, people would be like, get her off the radio. I mean, they I might mean, be saying know, that anyway. Maybe because I say Notre Dame because I, you know, uh, am close to North for sales, <laughs> which, you know, is six to one half dozen in the other. Which is one of the great embarrassments of, right. I think, Western Pennsylvania language. 
Or do you have a croissant? <laughs> right, that's terrible too. I mean, it's the same thing. Right? Yeah, but I North mean, you know. North for sales though. That t- that's a that is a a true Yinzer like right. language displacement. I'm going to go to Eaton Park in North for Sales, have a croissant, and root on Notre Dame over the TV set. <laughs> sort of like the trifecta of what it all is. All right, that's our 5 o'clock hour. What's ahead for the That's fall? our 4 o'clock oh, hour. That's our 4 o'clock hour. Okay, 5 o'clock, we're going to reset. Stay with us. It's a ride home. It's for Christian Talk. Listen on your smart speaker at wordfm.com, the Word FM app, iHeart, tune in, and on Odyssey, in your car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Promo code half off. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. In California today. They all have to kind of pitch in together because um, if they don't, the companies will start doing rolling blackouts through the neighborhood. Um, just just to make sure that they don't overload the circuit. National Weather Service meteorologist Adam Rourke in Southern California says there's a hot dome of high pressure sitting over the region. State energy officials say the electric load this afternoon could top 51,000 megawatts, the highest demand the state has ever seen. Your British Prime Minister Liz Truss says she'll tackle the issues that are holding Britain back. Truss said she would focus on tackling Britain's energy crisis, struggling economy, and overburdened health service. In consumer news, electronic cigarette maker Jewel Labs will pay nearly $440 million to settle a two-year investigation by 33 states into the marketing of its high-nicotine vaping products. This is SRN News. The IRS doesn't mess around. If they want your money, they'll take it. They can take your paycheck and bank accounts, too, even threaten your home or business. Don't take on the IRS alone. If you owe back taxes, the smartest thing you can do is call Optima Tax Relief. The experts at Optima specialize in a powerful IRS tax assistance program called the Fresh Start Initiative. And their clients that qualify are saving thousands. One call starts the process to stop the demand letters, stop aggressive collection actions, and stop the IRS from targeting you. But don't don't delay. It's important to act now while you still have options. Optima is A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. Optima has already resolved over a billion dollars of tax debt for their clients. Get your life back. For tax help you need, for tax help you can trust, call Optima now for your free consultation. Call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Bachman's Roofing and Solar is your local award-winning roofer. Stop waiting. It's time to inspect your roof and protect your home's number one asset. With no interest and no payment financing for 12 months, Bachman's Roofing is your easy choice for roofing, gutters, and solar. Did you know Bachman's Roofing is one of the number one GAF solar integrated roofing installers in the USA? Go with Bachman's. Go with solar and install the roof that pays for itself. Call 412-744-8300. 90 or visit bachmansroofing.com before i came to rpts i was a church planter and pastor for 22 years and i found a lot of confusion about what really constitutes a church dr barry york president of rpts we want first and foremost our ministers to know what a church is and what the church really needs so how to develop the preaching ministry why we practice the sacraments how to properly care for god's people and that you exercise proper oversight of them the church needs servants like you are you ready visit rpts.edu you're not who you were 25 years ago your life's more complex people change families change and the law changes this is jay hagerman of abernathy and hagerman 
and a proper estate plan should keep up with those changes. That's why Abernathy and Hagerman presents free ongoing estate planning workshops with attorney Dan Reimer, someone who's really good at making complex concepts sound so simple, so you can protect what's yours and to ensure that your will is done. The next one's happening soon. For details and to attend, visit a-h.law. Now that I've got your attention, let me tell you all about us. Whoa, tough crowd. Anybody out there? Hello, anyone? Fighting to be heard in today's competitive digital world? It's time for Salem Surround. Let us handle everything and get your message seen and heard. Let's turn up the volume on your business with Salem Surround. Learn more by logging on to surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. It'll be cloudy tonight with a passing shower or two. We'll see a nighttime low of 63. Rather cloudy tomorrow with a couple of showers. Tomorrow, you can expect a high of 75. Tomorrow night, partly cloudy skies, low 60. Thursday will be nice with intervals of clouds and sunshine. We'll reach a high Thursday of 78. Friday, partly sunny skies and a high of 81. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. I grew up watching sports. I mean, in my house, uh, more than anything that was on TV or radio, it was sports. Of course, Steelers were, you know, the hands-down favorite of the family. But the Pirates were not far behind when I was very young. That's, of course, when they had, like, some semblance of uh, success, um, even getting to uh, the winning the World Series when I think I was in third grade. Um, but then, of course, interest in the Pirates fell off. But the pen, it was replaced by interest in the pens. Anyway, sports was what kind of what we it was like a soundtrack to our household. Uh, we played a lot of music at home. My mom and dad did. But otherwise, the radio was always on and we were listening to college sports or we were listening to Myron Cope or we were listening to uh, Bruce Kaiden or you know whoever it is who was talking sports. That's what my parents were listening to. So that's kind of the the um, the milieu. Uh, that I grew up in, John. And so I just loved sports. I loved sports because they were, it was recreation. I loved sports because they didn't matter. Do you know what I mean? You know, sure. life can be hard and life can be sad. And there are difficulties in relationships. People get sick. Um, there's just a lot of hardships that people suffer. And sports, you know, we know this better in Pittsburgh than anywhere else. Sports takes your mind off of the real stuff and gives you something to cheer for. Um, and I still love sports today. But I got to tell you, there's one thing that's getting in the way of that right now. And that's the unbelievable, overwhelming nature of sports betting that has come on the scene in pretty much every sports media, I'd say, over the last two years. Yeah. I mean, sports betting is a billion dollar, multi-billion dollar proposition. Um, More than half of the states have some form of legalized sports betting, of course, with more to follow. 
the problem is, you know, it's like what you're saying, Kath, you know, it's sports used to be for the most part, for most people, just entertainment. Now it's become big business. I mean, look at fantasy football. All you got to do is, you know, where you're watching NFL, NBA, whatever, you'll see ubiquitous. I mean, Jamie Foxx, you know, is talking about, hey, sign up now for Sports King and all that. Here's the deal. The idea of betting on sports, though, more dangerous than, say, the lottery or going to the casino. What experts have found, and I'm reading from today's Washington Post, is that sports betting may create problems worse than the traditional casino and cards because people who bet on sports often believe that they have an edge because they follow the teams. But that does not include the random bounce of the football, the blown referee's call, doesn't tend to factor into a better's belief system. Psychologically, it's a little different. You're not necessarily betting to make money. You're betting to make yourself look smarter about your knowledge of your team and the teams that you follow. What do you think? Well, I think that's true. But I think it's really depressing. Like, what a dark take on sports. Yeah, but I think as long as sports has been around, people have bet on sports. We're just seeing no, it now. No, you're right. You're right. But, greater, it, but it was you know, never. Population. Yeah, but it was never mainstream like this. No, and and the NFL did everything they could to distance themselves from betting for a long time. Now, that's I mean, that's in its public uh, face. I recognize that there were a lot of things going on behind the scenes. But, you know, for years, how many years was it that they were trying to get a football team into Las Vegas and they didn't do it because of the connection to gambling and they wanted to resist that at all costs? Well, it, it was like the dam broke. And now, or maybe there's no way to talk about sports and gambling without the waterfall effect. But now it's just like the floodgates are open and you listen to sports talk radio in every single commercial block. You've got at least one advertisement about sports gambling. Well, look, I mean, you know, even if you log on to Sunday's games, the commentators themselves, NFL, you know, know, pregame are going to talk about the odds. That's just part. It's just all baked into it. The, the, The difference is I remember being a kid and we had family friends and this was kind of like one of those family secrets that our family friend was a bookie. (laughs) say what you will. He worked with my dad and it was kind of like the dirty secret. There was an element of shame about gambling. Now, of course, as Tim Mulehoff talked about a little earlier, this thing, our phones, the black mirror, right? They make everything available. And so people who would never normally go into, you know, a betting parlor or a casino can do so in the privacy of their own home. It's kind of like pornography in a way, Mm -hmm. you know, it's private. The shame is taken away and society is the worst because of it. Yeah. And you can be at home in, you know, in the dark at, 1230 in the morning and be betting on stuff. Right. Right. So you have no there are no societal restrictions of either, you know, family or spouse or, you know, friends or whatever it is. There's nothing to hold you back. Basically, you can bet whenever you want. And the other thing I'm noticing um, and this shouldn't be any surprise, but it's just I guess it's surprising to me how how quickly it's been accepted publicly is when people talk about sports it's like the only way they can enjoy the game is if they have money riding on it. So yeah. if they're not betting on it, all of a sudden the game's boring. So it's just, right. it, again, it's similar to porn in that respect, too, where all of a sudden, like, you you need something extra to enjoy the experience. You can't, it, it's just not enough what you were doing before. Right. 
And of course, you know, we're talking about this, you know, from a different generation. You talk to teens or, you know, kids in their 20s, people in their 30s, you're shaking, you know, you're shrugging your shoulders. What do you guys even care about this for? I'm just going to do a little bit of this. It doesn't bother. But the fact of the matter is, you know, I mean, I mean, gambling can take up, you can quickly lose the house and no pun intended. I'm sure people have lost the house on, on what started out as something fun and innocent and quickly spirals out of control. Yeah. And what life. was originally fun and innocent was enjoying the sport. Right. Right. Is that you were turning on a game and you were just watching the game to enjoy the game, yeah. not because you have money riding on it, not because you know, for bragging rights tomorrow, not so you can tell everybody how much you know about your team or how great you are at, you know, at, at picking a winner. It was just, it was just because the game was good. Right. I mean, it's just one of those instances where I'm grateful that I enjoy sports, but I'm not fully invested in enough to think that I know all the be all and end all that I'd want to throw cash on it and then crush, you know, your hopes and dreams until next Sunday or the Sunday after that, when you can make it all right again. That's all. I agree. And you also said something interesting, which is that if you know a lot about sports or follow your team or any other team, it makes you think that you're going to be better at betting when anything can happen in a game. You know that. So it's not about how much you know. It's about the fact that you're risking a lot of money on something that's just, you know, absolutely 100% chance. Yep. I'm not betting, John. I'm not betting, John. I'm just not. I'm holding out. When we come back, Terry Tim will be with us. We're going to talk about post Labor Day. Is there work without weariness? Can we manage it? Talk about it next Tuesday edition, right home. WORD. Where things are really cooking, as well as baking, frying, and grilling. Got a favorite recipe you'd like to share? A longtime favorite family recipe. It could win you a $1,000 Williams-Sonoma shopping spree. If you love being around a hot stove. Being in the kitchen cooking, I really love that. Enter the Your Favorite Recipe sweepstakes today. Not only could you win lots of new cookware and cutlery, but your recipe could be published. Just go to wordfm.com slash yummy. That's wordfm.com slash yummy. Football fans, the first Sunday of the NFL season is... Is here and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, has a can't miss offer. New customers can bet just five dollars and get two hundred dollars in free bets instantly. And as an added bonus for Week One, everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings early win promotion. It's simple: bet on an NFL team to win. If your team leads by ten at any point during the game, you get paid instantly, even if your team loses. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use promo code yard that's promo code yard only at DraftKings sportsbook 21 and over in most eligible states but age varies by jurisdiction gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in tennessee call or text the tennessee red line at 1-800-889-9789 in new york call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text hope and y 467-369 bonus issued as free bets one early win token issued adopted money line bets only deposit and wagering restrictions apply eligibility and terms at draftkings.com slash football terms Turkey and stuffing, real mashed potatoes, sliced top round, Aunt Emma's broccoli casserole, chicken and gravy over buttermilk biscuits. Am I making you hungry yet? Hi, it's me, Marsha, from the Springhouse. You have a special event coming up in your life, a shower, a wedding, graduation party, company party, anniversary event, or any occasion where you'd love to serve all-natural, farm-fresh foods, then it's time to give the Springhouse Catering Department a call at 724-228-3339. From 
your first conversation with Dawn, who will help you create a menu that's unique to you, to the beautiful, bounteous setup and display that my sister Jill and her crew create, you will be delighted. After every catering event, Jill tells our cooks, I wish I could take you with me so you could hear all the wonderful comments guests give us. Give us a call at 724-228-3339 or check out our extensive menu at springhousemarket.com for farm-fresh catering from the Springhouse. There's nothing like hearing the songs you love on local radio with no subscriptions and no monthly fees. But there's a new bill in Congress that could stop the music. If passed, this bill would tax your local radio station simply to play the music you love. Text LOCAL to 52886 and ask Congress to support local radio stations. Help us keep you connected to the music, local news, weather, and traffic that you need each day. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. Labor Day, of course, was yesterday. Most of us had some free time, free from our labor. Reverend Terry Tim is back with us again from Christ Community Church of the South Hills. Terry's here today to talk to us about work without weariness. Terry, welcome back. They, they tend to go hand in hand. Everybody gets weary after a certain amount of work, don't they? Oh, I'd love to know what, like, take a, a survey of your listeners. How did people feel when they woke up today knowing it's a work day, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's his life. It, I mean, but it's it's a reality. Like, work is a part of our everyday life. And yet, I know myself, I experience it, and people that I talk to pastorally, work life is hard. Yeah. It's it's challenging. It's frustrating. And so, so how as a follower of Jesus, how do we make sense out of this work that we're called to do and to be able to do it, um, do it unto the Lord, do it well. And I would say, do it for the long haul. Mm-hmm. That's part of the key as well. Terry, yesterday, my husband and I were laughing because I said, it's amazing how when I do nothing, I enjoy it so much. And then when I have to do something, all I want to do is do nothing again, which is really sad. I mean, and I'm the, a person who's like pretty much worked my whole life. So what? So that work without weariness is something that I can't quite imagine because I do get tired from working. And yesterday, a day like yesterday, man, I was fine with that. So how do you respond, Terry, on a day when you have off? And how do you do on today, which is the day that you have to be jolted back into reality? Yeah, that's a, that's a really good question. I, I think there's, there's two kinds of weariness, right? There's, there's a life sucking weariness that comes with, with work where work just drains us. It de-energizes us and it, it gets us off course that's the result of sin and brokenness in the world. I, I do think there's there's just a, a fatigue, a natural fatigue that comes to work. And we need to we need to name that. We need to identify that, that whether we're doing manual work with our bodies, whether we're doing mental work or relational work, work is hard and it's demanding and it depletes us. But it doesn't deplete us in that psychological, like I said, let that zapping kind of way. So part of, Kath, I think what we need to do, we need those days off. We need that rhythm of work, meaningful work. Put your shoulder to the, you know, to the plow, so to speak, in whatever sphere of life you are. 
But then we also need to learn how to rest and to, and to practice Sabbath. And quite frankly, I'm not great at that. And quite frankly, our culture is lousy at it. I had a buddy, a buddy of mine uh, in Scotland and uh, doing some work with him. And a couple of weeks ago, I was on vacation with my family for a week. And, and he, he, Rich said to me, he said, Terry, what is wrong with you Americans? And I said, what do you mean? What's wrong with us Americans? Well, there's a lot wrong with us Americans. But, <laughs> but he said, I just came off a holiday of four weeks with my family. And he said, what is it with you Americans that you, you take these little vacations, these little holidays, these, why do you work so much? And I said, that, that's a good question, Rich. It's, it's baked into kind of the, the ethic of our country, but so much of the, the rest of the world, they have a better understanding of kind of the, the rhythm between work and rest. So that's a very long answer to your question, Kathy. I think we need to distinguish between the the weariness that just drains us uh, and we need to pay attention about why are we weary and the weariness that is just natural part of the course of work and how do we replenish i would say one of the things to think about if you're experiencing kind of that psychological weariness is am i doing the right kind of work hmm. am i doing the right kind of work i am am i in a, a space of work that utilizes my gifts, my capacity, and my experience? Uh, or am I kind of outside of God's natural design and hardwiring of my, of my life and my experience? Because I think when people find themselves outside of that space, it's going to really be demanding and cause a person to, to be weary beyond what, what God would ever intend for, for one of his creation. So... Most people, of course, have to work, right? We have to earn our daily bread. I would say probably the majority of people who do work don't like their work. And once that work was taken away, whether you lose your job, you were retired from your job, most people, I think, in one form or another would miss some kind of work because work gives us identity, Right. It gives us sustenance. It gives us vigor. It gives us a reason to get up in the morning. It's great to have a few days off, but I think, you know, a month, two months, maybe a year off, people are climbing the walls. What do you think? Well, you, you know, Bruce Bickle. Sure. And I heard Bruce say this years ago. He said, there's no retirement in the kingdom of God, hmm. only reassignment. Hmm. I love that. Retirement to me is not a biblical concept that the goal shouldn't be that we get to a point in life when we don't have to work anymore. Now that doesn't mean we're going to work for a paycheck baby for our whole life, but there's always meaningful work that God wants us to put our hands to. And, And you right on John, One of the reasons why work is important to humans is because we are created in the image of a God who is a worker. And so when Kathy and and you, John, you show up to the studio and put on this show every day, you are imaging God to the world. God is a worker. God is a communicator. And you show up and put this show together, produce it, curate the guests, do the interviews. 
you are actually imaging the God who is a worker. And so it's, it's, it is part of the, our, our identity. Our identity isn't found in our work, but our identity is found in the way we image God through our work. Um, Pope, Pope Francis, uh, he said this once, he said, work anoints humanity with dignity. Mm. Isn't that beautiful? Mm-hmm. And you think about that, like you said, sometimes when people retire and they, they lose that sense of work, or if people can't find meaningful work to do for whatever reason, they almost feel dehumanized. And then you give them a task to do. You can even give a little, you know, get a little child involved. Help me in the kitchen. Help me in the yard. And you can kind of see them stand up a little bit taller. You mean you want me to participate in the work? Yes, because work anoints humanity with dignity. The Reverend Terry Tim is with us from Christ Community Church in the South Hills. And Terry, what you're saying brings to mind a couple things. Um, The first thing I think of is it brings to mind... um, traveling to other countries where there is mass unemployment. Um, my first, I remember my first trip to Central America. Uh, I, I didn't meet a man who was employed for the first three days I was there. I mean, it was just, it, it, it they were unskilled. Um, there, the job opportunities were so small. The length of time it took them to get from where they lived to where a job might happen, um, almost precluded them having enough time to work uh, because they'd have to get back at the end of the day. I mean, it was just, it was, uh, I, like I said, I'd never been in a circumstance like that. And to see the systemic reality of a ton of people unemployed over time, you mentioned it was dehumanizing. I mean, it's, it's destructive in every possible realm of, of, human life it's it you know it physical health emotional health marriage children family the the whole ball of wax you're absolutely right and that's why it's so critical uh for the for the people of god for the church not only here in the united states but globally to help people reframe work uh one of the ministries that i support people in our church support is compassion international yeah. And one of the things that they do, it, it's amazing, in their uh, childhood development projects, they start at a very early age, four, five, six years old, and they teach children to be entrepreneurial leaders. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, and part of their mantra is, don't wait for someone to give you a job, create a job. Mm-hmm. Now, that's a cultural mi- mindset shift. And it's going to take a long time for that to really get embedded in some of these cultures where poverty is is so uh, severe. But over time, if you raise up a new generation who said, I'm a worker, I'm created in God's image, there's meaningful work for me to do, I'm going to create that work, that's a game changer. So how can we support people, organizations that are doing that kind of uh, training and development. I think, I think it's critical, but you're, you're right, Kathy. It's, it's depressing when people are deprived of the opportunity to roll up their sleeves. And right. So that, that tells us Terry, how vital it is, right? How important it is for our human makeup. Um, So as much as we complain about it, Oh, I can't believe I have to go to work again. It's still the, 
there needs to be a moment, I guess, where we step back and say, we're so grateful that we live in a country where there is employment and there are possibilities there and that I particularly personally have a job to go to. What was the phrase that was really popular, you know, for a while in our culture, TGIF, right? Thank God it's Friday. I'm done working. Now, again, I love a weekend. I love time off. What if God's people had a different kind of mantra, TGIM? Thank God it's Monday and I get to work. I get Mm -hmm. to go to work contribute to the common good, help somebody else thrive and flourish. John, as you said, I get to earn a paycheck so that I can support my family. I get to contribute product and services and goods so that somebody else can thrive and flourish. That's a mindset shift. And I think God's people have have to begin that crusade uh, in our culture. Work is a gift from God. But you know, Terry, there's something about like what your friend said, oh, we take a whole month off or you see people who are fortunate to have a sabbatical, right? Six months away from the regular job. It sort of reconfigures your mind somehow and gives you an opportunity to dream in a different way as opposed to, you know, you're just always on the job, always on the job, always on the job. We're we're meant for both of those things, for imagination, for breath, and for the ability to recreate ourselves. I like to use a musical analogy. Most most of our music in Western culture is in 4-4 time. God's time signature is 7-4. It's like 6 and 1, 6 and 1, 6 days of work, 1 day of rest. There is this, it's a very different rhythm. God's rhythm is never like, a, you know, we talk about work-life balance. What the heck is work-life balance, right? How, how do you obtain that? But in God's rhythm, there's a lot more work. And again, I would say most of the work that we actually do, there isn't a paycheck attached to it. Into that. Being a parent, being a spouse, being a friend, being a citizen, all of those require work and there's no compensation. But in God's economy, the first thing we need to think about is, are we contributing? Are we contributing to the well-being of someone else? Are we contributing to God's kingdom coming here on earth a little bit more through the work of our hands and our heart? Amen to that. Terry, Tim is with us, Christ Community Church of the South Hills. We need to step away for just a minute. Terry, you know, when you join us, you bring things with you. And specifically, you bring your family. And so speaking of work, stick around for a little bit. Let's talk about caregiving again and what it means to you as a father, a grandfather, a husband, caregiving for free in the world we live in. Stick around. Thank you, Terry. I was at a big family get-together recently. There were four generations and a zillion people there, and I was sitting in the back corner of the room with Grandpa. Ryan, he says, it seemed like yesterday this room was just me. The days are long, but the years are way too short. At United Faith Mortgage, the best part of my job is helping new home buyers because I often get to hear about life's little things. My son saw the treehouse in the backyard, and we knew it was home. Or... 
This will be our first basement. We're going to make it an awesome game room. As the years fly by, way too short. I believe that God has given us these kind of little things in the middle of the chaos. It's simply our job to notice and appreciate them. If you happen to be thinking new home, I hope you'll consider us. We're committed to Word FM and one-on-one -on -one white glove service. And we also have this fancy direct lender advantage thing that can often save you money at unitedfaithmortgage.com. United Mortgage Court, Melbourne, New York. MLS number 1330. That's the Department of Banking and Securities. Mortgage lender license 22672. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, SelectQuote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, call SelectQuote at 1-800-940-6161. That's 1-800-940-6161. Or go to SelectQuote.com. That's 1-800-940-6161. SelectQuote. We shop. You save. Full details on example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. What is a warrior? At Portersville Christian School, it's more than a team name. A warrior is taught to serve, to passionately model the love of Christ toward neighbor, community, and world. To learn as they cultivate academic excellence and a lifelong love of learning from kindergarten to senior year. And to lead through Christian character and integrity. Are you a warrior? Discover Portersville Christian School just 15 minutes north of Cranberry, where warriors are made at OurPCS.org. Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker, too. Plus, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Have you or someone you know been diagnosed with cancer? Then you are not alone. At Courage Through Cancer Ministries, we understand how devastating and life-changing a cancer diagnosis and journey can be. And it is our prayer that through our ministry efforts, you find hope, courage, and strength both now and for each new day. Our toll-free number is 1-855-6-COURAGE and our website, couragethroughcancer.com. It'll be cloudy tonight with a passing shower or two. We'll see a nighttime low of 63. Rather cloudy tomorrow with a couple of showers. Tomorrow, you can expect a high of 75. Tomorrow night, partly cloudy skies, low 60. Thursday will be nice with intervals of clouds and sunshine. We'll reach a high Thursday of 78. Friday, partly sunny skies at a high of 81. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. John and I are back with Terry Tim from Christ Community Church of the South Hills. Terry's the pastor there and has been for a long time. Um, and Terry, you've been kind enough, uh, gracious enough, and open enough to share uh, your caregiving journey over the last year and a half or so, taking care of your daughter, Abby, um, and taking care of your wife, Patty, and uh, them taking care of you, because it really is like a reciprocal thing, right? Um, because I'm sure each one of you have broken down in different ways at different times over this long haul. Um, so so for our listeners that are just joining us, give us a little capsule of what's been going on uh, with your family and then give us uh, an update as to how things are. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Cam. Thanks for asking. So our, our, our youngest daughter, Abby, uh, she has been battling Hodgkin's lymphoma. Uh, she had a, 
first occurrence of that about two years ago and then a relapse about a year ago. She ended up having a stem cell transplant in May. And the good news, the great news, praise God, is that last week was 100 days post-transplant, mm. which is wow. a big milestone, awesome. according to the doctors. And she had some PET scans that looked good. And you know, bottom line, doctor said, your disease is in remission. So wow. we are so grateful, wow. uh, grateful for prayers and the support and encouragement uh, that that has brought to her and to, to our family. And, and as you mentioned, caregiving is, is heavy lifting. And there's not, uh, there's not a lot of financial perks in caregiving for a, a family member or a friend. And yet it really, it is a way that we, we image God. And my wife, Patty, she's been, she's, she's carried the bulk of the caregiving uh, for Abby and, and our family. Actually, Patty right now is in Children's Hospital. Abby's son, Roman, broke his arm over the weekend ended up having to have surgery and so she, oh my gosh terry she, i know abby abby couldn't be in the hospital with roman so uh so patty spent the whole day uh at children's hospital one of the things we learned we learned today patty learned today is that like with children the parent or guardian actually goes into the or with the child uh while they're putting them under as, really? as a way to, and Patty wasn't quite ready for that. That was, and she's a nurse by training, but she said that was, that was emotionally uh, a hard uh, experience to, to do that. So, so care, caregiving is physically demanding and it is emotionally and spiritually demanding as well. Right. And of course there's no pay that goes along with it. You're doing it because you love the people that you're caring for. I mean, you know, scripture says, bear one another's burdens and thus fulfill the law of, of Christ. And we do that uh, for family members, but also as, as the body of Christ, how do, how do we care for one another? We, we, had a, we had a death in our congregation last week that was a surprise. It, it came out of the blue. And it was remarkable to see members of my community of faith come alongside this widow and care for her, right? This is part of our Christian responsibility, but it's an honor to care for people who are in need. But what did Robert Schuller say? You know, find a need and fill it. Hmm. You know, and there, there are people who need care, but but it is it is demanding work, and it, it does require uh, it does require sacrifice. Right. You no, know, uh, Terry Kath and I talk about this an awful lot. What would your life be like if you weren't a member of a church? Right. I mean, the model is there. It's a pretty complex, at the same time, a pretty simple model. But a lot of people who need care, uh, who would like to give care, have no idea of what it is to step inside of a church and their lives are the, the poor because of that. Yeah, just as we were talking that earlier segment that we've been created to work because God is a worker we are created to be in community because God is this divine community, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And as you said, when, when people are isolated or separated from their family or a supportive community or a church, talk about dehumanizing and depressing. And, and so, I mean, one of the things just to encourage your listeners, be on the lookout for people who are alone, people who are hurting and, Again, an encouraging word, a note, a visit, a tray of cookies, whatever it might be, there are people very close to us that uh, are alone 
are isolated and a simple encouraging act could mean the world to them uh, in their in their point of need. Well, Terry, it's great to talk to you. We are geeked about the great news uh, regarding Abby and her Mm -hmm. remission, and we praise God for that. And I just want to thank you again for being such a good friend of the program, Terry, and know that so many of us are praying for you guys every day. Uh, We appreciate it. I appreciate it. I love being part of the the Ride Home community, and, and thanks to all the listeners who have been lifting up Abby and our family. Thank you so much. truly ours. Yep, that's the Reverend Terry Tim, Christ Community Church of the South Hills. We're going to step away. When we come back, it'll be John and I, and it'll be... Does this make sense? Let's... WORD. You could win a four-day trip to America Fest 2022 in Phoenix this December to join Charlie Kirk and other conservative speakers. Learn how to defend your God-given rights. Winners receive flights, hotel, rental car, and VIP tickets to AmFest 2022. When you enter, you'll receive a PDF download of the Unashamed and Unafraid Challenge, a five-day study to grow your understanding of your calling to biblical citizenship. Sign up now at wordfm.com slash America. As the war on Ukraine stretches into six months, the needs of displaced and refugee families continue to grow. We cook on open fires under shelling and bombs just because if you don't, you will have nothing to eat. Millions are still homeless, waiting for an end to the fighting so they can figure out what comes next. They remain in desperate need of essentials, including food. Since March, Food for the Poor and our ministry partners have shipped more than 10 million meals to displaced families. These meals have been distributed through pastors and refugee assistance centers throughout Ukraine and surrounding countries, and the help is gratefully received. But the need for food is ongoing. So will you please consider giving a generous gift right now? Each meal costs just 25 cents, so a little goes a long way. $50 will provide 200 meals. $150 sends 600. Please give your most compassionate gift now. Text SEND HOPE, all one word, to 91999. Text SEND HOPE, all one word, to 91999, and we'll send you a link to give. Or click the Help Ukraine banner at Word Charlie Dombeck here from Key City Capital. As a practicing CPA for nearly 30 years, I have found that 80% of your ability to grow your wealth is dependent upon two factors, taxes and investment performance. At Key City Capital, we improve investment performance by diversifying capital into off-market investment opportunities in passive rental real estate and alternatives like asset-backed lending. We recover dollars that clients unnecessarily pay in the form of income taxes, creating a lifetime annuity of savings. We are a sponsor of passive, affordable, single and multifamily residential rental investments, which are located in Sunbelt landlord-friendly states. These investments are the top choices in a rising interest rate and inflationary environment. They represent a store of value protecting your capital from market volatility. Learn how we at Key City Capital can help you ultimately grow your wealth rapidly. Connect with me at keycitycapital.com or give me a call at 817-912-1569. Looking for quality patio furniture made right here in the USA? Hearth and Home Furnishings in Zelianople offers one of the largest selections of American-made wicker, cast aluminum, and marine-grade polymer pieces designed to bring comfort and style to your living space from casual to sophisticated, seating for two to ten, in dozens of finishes and hundreds of fabrics made to endure, Season after season. Hearth and Home Furnishings, family owned since 1978 at hearthandhomepa.com. 
this makes sense. Is what makes sense? Self-serve gas, John. Boy. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, remember, were you old enough to remember someone filling up your tank? Well, I, I grew up in New... Or I, for a while, I grew up in New Jersey. And New Jersey yeah. still has gas station attendants. There's no self-serve really? gas in New Jersey. There's no self-serve in New no, Jersey? there's not. Why is that? Because they're trying to preserve jobs. Holy smokes. Well, it's a luxury, I would say, right? I mean, there's a gas station about a block from my house that has, of course, self-serve, and then you pay a premium for someone to come out and fill your tank up. So, you know, when you're there filling your tank up, you'll see the guy from the gas station come out. Generally, it's, you know, older people or people a little infirm or whatnot, and you think, okay, thank goodness. People go there, I'm sure, specifically for that purpose. So, yeah, I would say that um, having someone up fill your tank uh, makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I'm not sure how you you were saying that. So you think that self-serve gas does make sense or does not make sense? Yeah, self-serve makes sense. Okay. It does, 100%. I don't think it does, John. I'm voting against self-serve gas today. Really? I think because I have so many family members who live in Jersey, and so I'm there relatively often. Hmm. I think just because we can automate something, I don't think we have to. I don't think we have to do every last thing. I feel like maybe just sitting... Remember the... Do you remember when... uh, like you'd have a mobile card. I remember when my parents got oh, yeah. um, before there was a credit before there were credit cards. Yeah, yeah, really. yeah. It was like a mobile it was card. One of the first sort of like, yeah. And it came out on the little red tablet. Mm-hmm. Remember, and you just signed your name and you pulled oh, off the little, you know, the little blue, you know, things. You got your little receipt. Yeah. I don't know. I probably sound like an old person, but I kind of long for those days, John. And I'm Hi. saying self-serve gas does not make sense. Well, full serve, you know you're going to pay more. And, of course, in Pennsylvania, we're going to pay a lot more than New Jersey anyway. All right. Does this make sense, Kath? A chocolate cream-filled donut. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, are you talking Boston cream or are you talking Mm -hmm. the white stuff? I'll I'll take either or. I mean, Boston cream, Mm -hmm. I'd say Boston cream is sort of like the ultimate chocolate cream-filled donut. I agree. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, that makes sense, John. That's, oh, yeah. that's delicious, mm-hmm. but it does not make sense that you would eat that as part of your daily intake of calories mm-hmm. because it's just too much. It's like you're blowing it. You're blowing it before 8 a.m. Yeah, you are. Yeah. You can't be doing that. But man, is it good, isn't it? I mean, every once in a while, yeah, with a cup of coffee, boom, that makes perfect sense to me. Yeah. HR. <laughs> I feel like crying just thinking about it. We were still handling everything via paper and we literally had paper stacked. It was all in spreadsheets and like folders. From the moment I started using it, I felt calmer. As soon as we started using the bamboo like onboarding checklist, I mean, <laughs> it was extremely easy. Headcount, turnover, uh, years of service. Like there's just so many different reports that I use at different points in time. I'm like totally set free to focus on the people, to focus on development, to focus on team dynamics. It's freeing me up to do more of the stuff that actually matters in HR, which is interacting with people, learning from them, and then building stuff for them. Everything is in this one place. I can't even imagine what it would be like without Bamboo HR. We're Bamboo HR, and we'd love to set you free to do great work. 
Come try our award-winning all-in-one HR software for free with no strings attached. Visit BambooHR.com slash HR for this free trial offer. That's BambooHR.com slash HR. The coming midterms may be the most important election in the history of our country. The battle lines are drawn. The war for America's soul is on the line. Now is your chance to help freedom win. Join Salem Media Group and this station for the Battleground Talkers Tour. Coming in October, the best minds in conservative media and thought will dissect the coming election. Learn who is on the right side. Join us for a vigorous discussion about the issues that are so crucial to you, your family, and community. The economy and inflation, the border crisis, our civil rights under attack, higher taxes, and the effects the Biden administration is having on this country. The Battleground Talkers Tour will be something you never forget and could make the difference in this coming election. Join us. Join Gallagher, Hewitt, Prager, and Tatum. The Battleground Talkers Tour, Thursday, October 20th at the Doubletree by Hilton and Greentree, hosted by John Steigerwald. Tickets at wordfm.com. Sponsored by Wire Differently. Your local radio stations are here for you. No subscriptions or monthly fees necessary. We're here to give you the news, weather, and traffic you need and the music you love. But if the foreign-owned record labels get their way, it could stop the music. They want Congress to force radio stations to pay them more money simply to play their music. Don't let radio go silent. Text LOCAL to 52886 and tell Congress to protect local radio stations. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. Do you need new blinds or shades? Blindster.com offers custom-made blinds, shades, and shutters shipped directly to you at prices less than big box retailers. Visit Blindster now through September 8th to save 50% off any order during their Labor Day sale. Blindster.com. We are everywhere. On your radio at 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. It's National Read a Book Day. Sounds a lot like National Book Day, International Book Day. I mean, there are a lot of these book days, but I kind of like I kind of like this one the best, though, John, because it's just kind of an encouragement to do it. Like, hey, read a book, because here's the thing. Around a quarter of adults in the United States did not read a book, whether an audio form, electronic form or print form last year. I'm surprised it's that low. Is that right? Yeah, just 25% of Americans. 25% of Americans did not read a book last year. I would fully expect a half or more to do that. To have not read a book. Yeah, right. Don't you think so? Um, You mean because of the advent of the phone and the internet and everything? I think people, most people, I'm surprised to hear that just because I thought most people don't read Mm -hmm. or don't read a book. Well, I was kind of surprised that um, women... I guess I wasn't surprised at this, but I was surprised at the at the at the figures. Uh, women read more than men, so seventy seven percent of women in our country last year read at least one book. Seventy seven percent. That's pretty darn good. For men, it was sixty seven percent. Okay. The average American woman finish finishes fourteen books in a year. Really? Yeah, compared to the average man who finishes nine. But okay. Uh, so does that surprise you that there's a diff- gender gap difference? 
everything. Well, no, not that there's a gender gap difference, but everything about that, that the average woman reads 14 books a year. Seriously, I'm bowled over by that. I would expect the average person to read maybe a book or two a year, maybe. Well, this is from an organization called Iris Reading, those those gender differences. Um, So there might be uh, polling agencies that would poll differently. The first ones I read to you were from Pew that about a quarter of adults in the States did not read a book, whether in audio, electronic or print form last year. Um, let me ask you this. Uh, has this been your situation? As people grow older, they tend to neglect their reading habits. Namely, data shows that 80% of people between 18 and 29 read at least a book, while only 69% of people over 65 said the same thing. Hmm. No, I, I COVID, I believe, re-energized my reading uh, wants Okay, that I think I read more of COVID and now I'm back in the groove. We, we always read. I mean, I think, you know, if you're fortunate to grow up in a reading household. Yes, yeah, so that's a big saying, difference. There's a big difference because, you know, around our house, there were always books in one form or another. Now, you know, they, they weren't always, you know, you know, the bestsellers or, you know, historical tomes, but, you know, they were one kind of book or, or another that was always going around the house. And so, um, I, I don't know. I dig it. I like to read. Are you reading anything good? You know, I just, I'm glad you asked. I just finished a book last night at around eight o'clock. Boy, I really liked it. It was by Alan first. Um, Alan first writes books. I think I've told you about him before, John, he writes, he's a fiction writer and he only writes about the years between world war one and world war two in Europe. So he tells they're, they're, it's kind of like um, John Le Carre, like spy stories, right? Um, But they're informed by history and he has, he, he, he grasps a, an environment, a feeling, and he's able to convey that in story form in a way that is really remarkable. And so this kind of overwhelming sense for people, most of his books take place in Eastern Europe. The one I finished last night is called Mission to Paris. It takes place in Western Europe. But he captures this sense that I'm sure people in Europe had that when it's 1937, they can feel that it's going to happen again. You know what I mean? And they're thinking that was the war to end all wars, World War One, and they can't believe that they're going to go through it again. But they can kind of feel like it's inexorable, like they can't figure out a way to stop it and they can feel it coming. while at the same time, they're trying to, you know, go on and live a happy life and kind of in portions of their life, pretend like it's not going to happen when they still know it is. My gosh. Yeah. Anyways, really good. Mission to Paris, Alan First, uh, F-U-R-S-T. Interesting. Are you reading anything good, John? I am. I'm reading a book now about trees called The Overstory. And um, it's nine separate chapters with nine segments of the tree. You know, the roots, the bark, all these different. And it's it's a mix. It's a weird book. Um, (laughs) You always know you're in trouble when you kind of go, you know, it's an experimental book. But it won the Pulitzer, so it's it's a little trippy, but it's also beautiful, beautifully written as well. I'm only like uh, 60 pages into it, so I'll reserve judgment until I get towards the end. That's okay, so over story. Okay, so I don't. Is it like encyclopedic? Like it's going to describe mm, the bark to you? It's a mix. It's you know, it's knowledge, but it's also story, and it's also poetry. So like I'm saying, I'm only like early 60 pages into it. I'll get back to you. It's like, it's a, it's a longer book. It's like 450 plus pages. And it's called so what? We'll see. 
the overstory, like over. The trees are over us. Wow. Mm-hmm. That seems like we'll a lot. Uh, we'll see. Okay, let me ask you this. How many times have you and I started The Brothers K by James Duncan? With every good intention, <laughs> right? People have said, this is a great book. You need to read this book. I mean, I've checked it out of the library at least three or four times. I may have even bought a copy of it. I bought it. Oh, you did? Right. I bought it simply because I was so tired of paying a library fine over Mm. this book. So I finally bought it, figuring that once I had it, I would just keep it around and I would stay in the book. And for some reason, I don't know, I can't figure out why I can't stay in this book. I'm I'm glad you feel the same way because it's one of those things people say, this is good. And this is good for you. Yes, you and you're going to love you this, this book. You guys, I mean, people have said to us, John, Kathy, you guys love no. baseball. You mm-hmm. love that type of Americana, that family story. This is a book made for you. And neither I one. I get 50 pages into it and I go, <laughs> what's going on? I don't, I don't, what's happening here? I, I'm not quite sure. You know. And then, we, you, and then we start to like lose our interest and then we move on to something else. Right, there. exactly. I just give up. I mean, you know how it is. It's like watching it. You either get it or you don't. You either connect or you don't. And so there's a heck of a lot going on. So why am I going to, you know, I I guess, you know, I don't know. Maybe I should just try harder. That's all. I know. I keep thinking that, too. Okay, you're going to head to the beach at the end of this week. Have you decided what your reading material will be? Uh, I've got a list. And uh, I'm calling that list right now. Because, you know, I don't want to be too ambitious. I've like I've got one book, of course, the Overstory that I'm committed to, okay. and maybe I'll read two books at the beach. I think that's probably you know that's a fair assessment. Don't you two want books. a book you can read, read at the beach? You know, like some gripping novel or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I want to be sort of enveloped by the. At the same time, I just kind of want to sit there and wander as well. You know what I mean? But I want a good, you know, you love a good book. You love a good beach read. Do you not? Okay, of course. So, so you're, you, you sound like you haven't, you haven't nailed this down yet. I mean, time's a wasting. Yeah. I got a few more days, but I, like I said, I've got, a, I've got a piece of paper. I've got about six titles on it. And then I thought I'd go to the bookstore and just kind of peruse, read like the first maybe page or so. And then I'm hooked in and that's how I'm going to do it. That's how you're going to do any it. sense. No, no, I like it. I like it. But I feel like aiming high is part of the joy of vacation because you have, it's not that you should feel like some sort of like performance anxiety that you have to read them all, but I like the panoply of decision. You know, like you're at the beach and you open up your bag and you're like, wow, I could do that or that. Too much pressure. I'm on vacation here. I'm either going to, you know, read this book or I'm going to go, eh, I could care less. How how bad going to be? If I don't connect, I'm just going to sit there and look at the ocean. What about an audio book driving to the ocean? Yeah, that's a good, I've got, I did, do you do this? I join like Audible and then I get free books and then it lasts like a month or so and then I step away. So I've got like six or seven audio books that are in the hopper. That are oh, free. nice. But mm-hmm. then th- does your spouse get upset that you're being charged for a book because you forget to cancel it? Have you been talking to her? That's happened to me twice. I just assumed it was happening to you as well. It's the same thing. It's the exact same thing. <laughs> You forget about it. Oh, I'm going to sign up for this. I'll remember to cancel unsign. it. Right. Right. But and you then all don't. of a sudden something comes up and go, hey, what did you buy there for, you know, $12? Oh, oh, sorry. It's a bad way to start a vacation, isn't it? Sure is. It is.
Anyway, right. we're so happy that you were along for today's Ride Home. It is National yeah. Read-A-Book Day, so before you turn right. in this evening, go to your bookshelf yeah. or go to uh, audible.com or wherever you like yeah. to go and pick up something and read it. Um, yeah, pick up a, pick up a chocolate-covered donut, oh, Creamfield. While you're reading it. I think yeah, that's the way, I think that's the way to do it. Thanks right. to our guest today. Thank you for Gary running the board. John, happy that you were able to join us via Zoom. Me too. Thank you for technology. God and happy, to, happy that all of you listeners were along for the ride. See you tomorrow. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.